Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. Hi, welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast. I'm Melanie Johnson along with my partner, Jen Foster. We're the owners of Elite Online Publishing and that's who this broadcast is brought to you by. We also have bookwritingretreats.com where you can come and spend a whole wonderful week with us down in a villa and write your book and we publish it for you. So welcome today. We have Howard Partridge with us. He is a four-time author. He writes business and marketing books. I can't wait to hear his content and give us great advice. And since he's written so many books, he's going to have great advice on how to market and write your book as well. And he's from Houston. He lives right here where I live. So we're really excited. Welcome, Howard, to Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. My pleasure. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about your uh, background and how you got into business. Part of your story I saw was that you know you started a business and it became very successful, but you had a journey to get there. I did. I'm originally from L.A., uh, Lower Alabama. <laughs> my wife doesn't laugh at my jokes either, so it's okay. But uh, I actually uh, grew up very poor in Mobile, Alabama, and there were seven kids crammed in a little 600-square-foot shack, and the roof on this house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. Well, my mother fed us on $100 a month from the welfare department, and when you grow up in an environment like that, what are you likely to turn out like? For me, I was a rebellious 18-year-old teenager, and I got kicked out of the house by my stepdad. I deserved it because I was totally rebellious. Hmm. And I hopped on a Greyhound bus to come to Houston to live with my real dad, who I'd only met twice in my life. He left when I was a year old. And I stepped off of that Greyhound bus in Houston, Texas, with literally 25 cents in my pocket, not even knowing whether he would be there for me or not. Wow. So, what a brave young man you were. I know. Well, maybe too brave. <laughs> you say either brave or stupid, right? Or yeah, it was, it, was, it was the latter back then, yes. <laughs> so what happened from your journey from there? So you only had 25 cents. Yep. And um, how, did you, how did you survive? Did your father take you in? What happened to you? He did, and uh, he and, and my stepmother were very successful in the interior design business here in Houston. And I ended up getting a job as a waiter and I worked in these really high-end restaurants in Houston. You may remember, since you live in Houston, you may remember the Rivoli and I worked at the Rivoli and other places as well and I did uh, tableside cooking as a waiter, wore a tuxedo to work and everything. But I always wanted to have my own business and working at the restaurant, I really just made enough to pay the rent. And then I met my wife, Denise Conjet Antoinette Pinella. Now that's Italian. She's from New Jersey and I'm from where? Lower Alabama. This is going to be a good match, you know. <laughs> my, my dad buys me a pinstripe suit and, tell, and she tells me to keep my mouth shut because I have an accent. <laughs> and, uh, and I did back then. It was terrible. But I uh, went to New Jersey, got married to my wife, and when you marry an Italian family, you don't get wedding presents, you get cash. And we got $3,000 cash and wedding money, and there was a friend of the family, same age as me, 23 at the time, tooling around in a little red Mercedes convertible, and I said, I want to know what that guy does, and I want to know if it's legal, you know, <laughs> Italians and all that. Well, <laughs> my wife's family's not like that, but... Uh, I get back to Houston, I spend the entire $3,000 uh, 
that we had to our name started my first business out of the trunk of my car. And in 1997, 13 long years later, I read a book that changed my life. And I think that this story right here can show our listeners how writing a book can change a lot of lives. So here I was, a slave to my business. I worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I read Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, Revisited. And it changed my life. And I said, wow, I could have a turnkey business. Really, I could take this 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 business that I'd like to get rid of because it's it's so hard. I can have a turnkey business. So I started working on it, developing systems in my business, and transformed that business into a multi-million dollar operation. I still own it today. It's a great company here in Houston. Yeah, and, and then what's that? What kind of business is that? I was curious. Yeah, it's a uh, a company that um, we care for high-end oriental rugs and hard surface floors for some of Houston's most uh, exclusive and prominent citizens, world leaders, celebrities, people that you would recognize. And I don't even have to work in that business anymore. I have a team. We have systems in place. And, and uh, in fact, I'm at home right now. This is where I work every day. And... Um, People in my industry started uh, noticing I was involved in associations, so I started sharing some of my strategies. They really liked them, so I decided to go into the coaching business, and I started doing seminars. I launched a, a company called Phenomenal Products, and I actually didn't even want to write a book. I was doing seminars, and I was very successful doing coaching and information products and seminars and I didn't really want to write a book until I could have a New York Times best-selling book. And one of my mentors sat me down at a conference in Las Vegas, sat me down in the hotel room and said, look, you need to get your story out. You need to write a book. And yeah. so I did. I wrote my first book, which is called The Seven Secrets of a Phenomenal Life. And life stands for living and freedom every day. See, there's no freedom... Yeah, there's no freedom being stressed out. There's no freedom in not pursuing your life goals. There's no freedom in not becoming the person that you were created to be. And uh, I love Zig Ziglar. In fact, I became uh, Zig Ziglar's uh, exclusive small business coach. And Tom Ziglar and I travel all over the world together. And uh, they're involved in our conferences. In fact, our conference next week in Dallas is called the Ziglar Business Growth Conference. And one of the things I learned from Zig is uh, this uh, little wheel of life. And you're probably familiar with it. And I'll show it to you on the screen. This is one of the things that's cool about Google Hangouts is you can show stuff like this. But this wheel right here represents the seven core areas of life. And um, so my question to people is, which one of these areas are you supposed to be unsuccessful in? And the answer, of course, is none, right? Zig said that success is living a balanced life. So I wrote my first book around the seven, those seven core areas and what my philosophy is on those seven areas, right? And uh, everybody really liked it. I actually give this book away now on uh, my – I can give you a link a little bit later, but I give the, the audio and the ebook away because really the thing that a book does is it helps you uh, – it tells your story. It helps you – 
uh, get your message out there and a lot of people buy a book before they'll come to your seminar or something like that and it gives them a way to get to know you. That's right. I really love how you have set yourself up with a platform and, and you kind of did it different where you started with your platform first and then wrote your book. Yeah. But your book continues on that platform. Yeah. By, um, and now that you can, you're just giving it away for free which is excellent because that will get those who don't know you to like and trust you to come to one of your seminars. So you're setting yeah. it up right and I really like that the way that yeah. you're doing that. An audio is a great way now with the way people use the MP3s and the iPhones and stuff to listen to your book. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Yeah, so um, anyway, so I started uh, doing uh, coaching and seminars and uh, got to meet Michael Gerber, the guy that wrote the book that changed my life. He's become a great friend and he speaks at our conferences and and I had John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar and and Darren Hardy and, and uh, so now I have a community of business owners around the world in over a hundred industries that we're coaching in right now and I continue to write books because that gets the message out there. You know, your books are your your carriers, right? Yeah. And it's something that somebody will sit down and, and read or listen to, and you can get the message out there. The thing is, is that after they read your book, they're going to want to come meet you. They're going to want to come and learn more be, if they like the book. And uh, so the book is like the driver to everything else, you know? So if, if you you know write a book first that's what I should have done I should have had a book from the very beginning and I was just stubborn and rebellious and I didn't do it you know so you don't have to do what I did do what I was supposed to do how about that right well and I love that you um, took the step and and you're a Zig Ziglar coach and you did all that stuff and work with Zig Ziglar he's a phenomenal speaker and I was fortunate to listen to him quite a few, quite a few times um, when I was younger, so yeah, wonderful, wonderful speaker, and I love the the seven the seven pillars of life or the seven things you seven, wrote about. Yeah, 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 wonderful. Well, and you're doing it right now, so we you've got the system down. You're getting the books and putting it all in front of you, and you keep writing yeah. books. That's the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about. Um, we're going to go back into your kind of your writing style. I want to talk about your other books as well. Well, show okay. us your other books first because you've okay. got some other ones. Let's talk about those just real briefly. Yeah. We'll so um, I've been a part of a lot of books. Uh, I actually helped Tom Ziegler with the last chapter of Zig Ziegler's very last book called Born to Win. In fact, let me grab a copy of that. Hold on. Okay. I didn't plan on doing that. Sorry about that. But no, Zig, Ziglar's, Zig Ziglar's uh, last book is called Born to Win. And the last chapter of this book was based on one of my quotes from my first book. And the last chapter is called Born to Win for Business Leaders. And Tom Ziglar actually wrote it, but it was based on my quote. The one and only reason that your business exists is to be a vehicle to help you achieve your life goals. And what we did is we created, just like the wheel of life, we created a wheel of business. In fact, Tom even went and created a bike, a vehicle, where it connects the personal and the business wheel. And so we touched on the, the five systems that you need to have in a, in a business, and I decided I needed to write my, my system out. 
And so I wrote The Five Secrets of a Phenomenal Business. And so it goes through the goal setting, planning process, marketing, sales, service, tracking, and leadership. And so that was my second book right there. Then I began to realize I started, uh, I was mentored by John Maxwell, and, and I've spent a lot of time with him. And here's a guy who's written over 70 books. It's just a machine, right? And I learned from John that the most important thing that a leader can do is think. And then I got to thinking about the fact that the biggest thing that I learned from Zig Ziglar is that you are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. And I got to thinking about all of that and what happens uh, when, when you start thinking about something, it burns into your subconscious and you start taking action even when you're not aware of it. And I started looking at my membership and saying, okay, well, why are some people successful? Why, are, why do some people quit and all of that? So I wrote my third book, which is called Think and Be Phenomenal. And my, my current, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, definitions of success, right? And, right. and, and, they're, they're all, and many of them are true. But the one that I am using right now is success is becoming the person that you were created to be. The thing is, is that we're born for a reason. We're here on the planet for a reason, and, and much of life is just discovering why that is. Like John Maxwell says, he says, the two greatest days in any person's life is the day that you're born and the day that you find out why. And when I started coaching small business owners, I found out why, you know. And then I found out that the phenomenally successful person, that's why my coffee cup right here says, I am phenomenal, okay. <laughs> and uh, so the thing is, is that I found that personal habits and things like that get in the way of, of even writing a book. <laughs> and so if you want to, if you want to, reach any goal, if you want to change any habit, if you want to learn any new skill, you have to start thinking about it in the right way first and think about it often. And then what you have to do is go through the five levels that every single person goes through in their thinking and being to become that person that you're meant to be. It's a, it's a small book. I, uh, in fact, I decided to write it. I was, uh, I was doing some training in London and I was going to Greece, and I was like, okay, I love to write. And so that's the first thing. If you love to write, I mean, you've got to write, write books. I love to write. And um, I was going to Greece, and uh, I had a lot of time just to, to, to write and think and everything. And I said, you know what? I've been thinking about this book. I'm going to write this book this week. Now, it took me a long time to go back and, 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 and do some things on it, but I wrote the outline in a week in Greece and wrote a good bit of the just the the philosophy because I saw some, a lot of my members struggling and they were struggling because they didn't understand what they were going through they they weren't aware of the five levels that were happening so that's why I wrote this book here is to to teach people how to reach their dreams and become the person that they were created to be I love that you did you just took your week in Greece and said I'm gonna get this done and yeah that's that's like what we like to do with 
with people, women and men who come and join our retreats is let's get your outline, let's get it done, and let's get your book done yep. and written. Yeah, you could do that. And when you go to you know a really cool place that's tropical like that where you can spend some time thinking and get out on the beach. In fact, my second one that I just showed you is, um, and that's why I love the, the title of your retreat is, you know, write a book on the beach. That's where I write. I have a home in Florida and I just go to the beach and I get my notebook out and I write and I think and I've done that for many, many years. And my second book I actually finished uh, on the Great Barrier Reef. I scheduled four days. It had much of it had been written, but I just had to I had to do a lot of stuff to to get it together. And so I'll get up at four or five in the morning and write for a few hours, go out for a swim, and then I'll go back and write for another hour or so and then go back to the beach and just do that pretty much all day. So, you know, there's a lot you can do if if you're just willing to just put in a couple hours a day, you know? You have your own book writing retreat that you do. Yeah. That you've got to right. But it's so good to see, like you're saying, is just go to a place, pick a place that's special to you, and just write your book and carve out that time. Um, yeah. That sounds like that's your style. You just go after it and pick, uh, you kind of shut out everybody else yeah. and put it on your schedule and then go after it. Yeah, because I found that um, one of the things that I share in this book, Think and Be Phenomenal, is like right now I'm, I'm, I've been working on my fifth book and I have so much going on right now. And what I find is that when I'm here at home, I'm, I'm focused on marketing and conferences and, and everything's going on. I have to get out to that environment, get out on the beach. And and that's where I do my best thinking. And otherwise, you know, I won't get it done. Mm -hmm. Now, do you like to start with an outline first? Is that generally your process? Yes. Yes. Uh, I I do a lot of uh, teaching through PowerPoint, and so I'm I'm really used to. And I'm a D, so we like lists and in the disc profile. Yeah. So uh, I like to start with the headings, right? Yeah. Okay, and um, you know maybe even do it in a, a master a um, what do you call it the um, mind map mind map yeah mm -hmm. and and so you come up with the different headings right whether it's in a list or or you know on a mind map and then you start thinking through the different. Uh, parts of that thought or that heading and then you have subheadings and once you have this this whole list or you have these these different lists uh, then then now you have really all your content uh, laid out and then you just start writing and filling in the blanks you can move it all around later if you want to you right. guys probably probably one of the things you teach yeah that's one of the a great writing style <clears throat> excuse me a great writing style really good writing style to do it that way brainstorm with a mind map or in grade school we call them spider webs <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> very good we learned a lot in grade school that we could use today right I think yeah. somebody wrote a book about that one time too <laughs> <laughs> now what do you like to do you market your books through your speaking and your coaching um, tell us uh, a couple things I want to know yeah. is uh, your marketing strategy for your book because you're getting ready to launch a book. So yeah. what is your marketing strategy for that? And then how you use your book as a platform and how it helps your business. Yes. Okay. 
So one of the things that I teach business owners, and I would really recommend that anybody writing a book, think about your book as a business. Ah. If you don't think about your book as a business, then it becomes a hobby, and a hobby is something that you just kind of do when you feel like it, and if you want to really have a big impact, even if it's not about the money, the thing is is that if you approach it as a business, the more the more reach that you get, then the more impact you can have and the more lives that you can change, right? And so so the thing is is that think about it as a business and and all of business is about relationships. It's all about relationships. And so if you want to have a lot of clients, if you want to have uh, a lot of people uh, buy your book, if you want to get a lot of reach out there, my method that I teach in my books is to build relationships with people who already have the people that you want to reach on their list. I keep getting too close to this camera. Sorry about that. Uh, and and so and and this is um, Ziggler is a great example of that. You know, I. I did not approach Ziegler and say, hey, let's do a deal together. I invited Zig Ziegler to come down and speak. I paid him. I became a distributor for their products. I built a relationship. And over time, they asked me to do things for them. And they ended up asking me to become their exclusive small business coach. But I've built all my businesses. I've owned nine small businesses all together. And so I, I developed strategic relationships with people that I can help and they can help me and I just focus on helping them and that's Zig's philosophy is you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what it is that they want right and uh, so I just focus on building that relationship and figuring out ways that we can help each other so what happens is then when it comes time to uh, refer you then someone says, hey, you know, I need help build, building my business or whatever. Well, you need Howard. You need phenomenal products. You need his coaching program. You need his book, whatever. Mm -hmm. When it comes time to market your book, well, now you have a bunch of partners that you can reach out to and you can do a launch. And then everybody, so I use, I use the, the process of, of everybody sending an email or, or, or posting on social media on that one day and having bonus items from everybody involved and that's how I get that's how I got all of these books at number one on Amazon on at least in at least one category mm -hmm. that's great and and that strategy is really key because you have to use the people around you and the circles that you have to to help you and people always think oh I don't know how to self-publish and I can't do it alone well you don't have to do it alone that's so I right. like that you use those resources. Yeah. Well, and the other point I want to make is that once I decided to write the book, I was like, okay, well, you know, what am I going to do now? Because now I've got to go do that work, right? And it's so great that people have y'all to work with because there's a lot of things that I didn't know. There's a lot of things that people don't know. I personally got real fortunate because I – was speaking at a conference and I was actually emceeing the conference. So I had a had a couple presentations, but I was the guy that was 
you know, getting everybody excited and everything. And, and that's not something that I typically do, but I did it for uh, this group. It was actually one of Bob Berg's events. He's a great friend of mine as well. And uh, it was one of his events. So I was emceeing the event and, and uh, we brought Zig down there and everything. And I said, okay, look, these guys, this audience, I've been having a good time with them the last few days. I said, look, I'm going to do this presentation. I'm thinking about writing a book and I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. You could give me constructive criticism. These are all things I've been teaching for a long time, but I'm going to put this in a book and, and I want to know what you think. Well, I get done with the presentation. Everybody loved it. Guy walks up to me, gives me his card and he says, Hey, I'm a publisher and I want to publish that book. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah, so the point of that is it's not that, you know, go do a presentation, hopefully there's a publisher in the audience. The message there is, the point is, have a great message. And if I could give the listeners, the subscribers, one piece of advice, it would be this. Write a great book. I could have done so much better on a couple of my books. I'll let you figure out which ones they are. <laughs> so two of my books I worked really hard on and they're really, really great. All my books are phenomenal and they all have great content, but I could have done better. For example, I rushed one of them and ended up with some typos and things like that. And and you know, one of the things I learned from from John Maxwell is that, you know, once it's printed in a book, that's permanent. Even if you have another edition and fix that or whatever, you know, somebody's got that book on their shelf and that's permanent. So make it good. And you got to really work hard to, to get there. You know, one tip is, like you say, once they buy it, they have it, especially if they're getting the paperback. Yeah. But um, with today's technology, um, <clears throat> we tell people just in case, like you think of something, like you might go, oh my gosh, I forgot to put these quotes in. I want to include something from John Maxwell. You can go back and put that in, even though your book has been launched on Amazon and Kindle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean like on an ebook? Yeah, on an ebook for sure. Even on the paperback, because they'll update it for you. And well, then too, yeah. they order it again. So let's say you, uh, you know, I haven't ordered your book yet, and then you made an update today, and I order it next week, I would get the revised version. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that was good advice. Good advice because it does happen even on your your good books. The 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 fact is is that there's just you know a time issue that you're dealing with, and you got to get it finished. You got to get it out, and you're gonna you're gonna learn more. You're gonna grow more, and six months later, you're gonna be like, oh, why didn't I tell that story, or why didn't I? you know, put this in there. So, but that's when it's time to write another book. There you go. <laughs> the second half of this interview is in the next episode of Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast. Remember to subscribe to us and leave us a review and please refer us to your friends. If you'd like to write a book or go on a book writing retreat, please contact us at EliteOnlinePublishing.com. We'll see you in the next episode. For more information, you can visit our website at hotchickswritehotbooks.com or you can text your name and email address to 832-572-5285.